just like that, we are back with another episode of Unmuted. I want to thank you for tuning in to season three, episode number two of Unmuted. So, of course, you know, it just would not be us if we didn't have some kind of technical difficulty coming on right before the show. Um, but my tech guy behind the scenes always has me covered. I want to thank you all. My name is Felicia Franklin. I am your host, your moderator, your favorite social butterfly, whatever it is that you want to call me. I am here and I want to say thank you. Thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Please like, comment, share. We are um, now we are on Facebook Live. We are on YouTube as well. And we are podcasting. So after this episode airs on tonight live, we will be uploading to our unmuted podcast. Um, we are on Anchor, Spotify. Um, check us out there. You can also check it on YouTube. We were supposed to be running YouTube live simultaneously tonight. Um, but we'll upload this episode to YouTube as well after we finish working out all of the kinks, growing pains. It comes with the process. Elevation always comes with lessons learned. But I want to thank you all for tuning in. So tonight we are going to get started with our new segment. Um, we have a series and I have a new segment called uh, Let's Talk About. But before I get started, I want to actually, for those of you that have never caught Unmuted before, if you are new to YouTube, well, if you are new to um, the Unmuted uh, show, I want to tell you a little bit about Unmuted. Um, for those of you that have rocked with us for season one and season two, I say thank you. We do appreciate it. Um, putting out my little disclaimer here, first and foremost. So I'm running from a couple of different platforms. So I'm looking at you. I am tuned into you. But if you see me looking one way or the other way, it's because I got a couple of different monitors and cameras set up and we're running a few different ways. So I want to make sure everything is going good. But I am here and I am in tune to you. All right. So a little bit about Unmuted. Um, I had an idea a few years ago to, to do a show or do a series. And I wasn't quite sure what it was I was supposed to be doing. So I worked on it behind the scenes a little bit. I had most of it together, but I was a little afraid. I was I was muted. Um, I was afraid of being judged. I was afraid of being rejected. I was afraid of being transparent because life happens to us all. And I like to call that life relationships. Life happens to us all. And you know, sometimes when pe people have a perception of you, they look at you as uh, one way or another and they don't realize that you're human. They kind of people put you in a box. And so I was a little afraid to put myself out there because life happens to us all. We all go through life situations. You know, I've been I've gone through divorce. I've gone through, you know, hurt. I've gone through the pains, you know, of life and different things happening. And I know I'm not the only one. And I realized the very things that I was holding on to, the very things that were stifling me, you know, were things that could help other people. I was, you know, I was muted by my situations and those things were weighing me down. Those things were destroying me. And 
you know, I will often ask God, why me? Why me? Why did I have to be the one to go through this? Why did I have to be the one to go through that? Whatever the situation was, you know, from, you know, being adopted and, you know, everything that I had gone through in my life, the broken, you know, the broken home, the broken marriage and these things. And I will often question God, you know, why me? Why me? And when I finally got my answer, I started, I stopped saying, why me? And I started saying, well, why not me? Why not me? And I wanted to use the very things that I had gone through and grown through to help somebody else get through because everyone doesn't have the same coping mechanisms. So we're all here to help each other. So with with that, that's how Unmuted was birthed. It was through my my trials, through my tribulations, through my periods of isolation, through my hurts and through my pains that I realized that I can help someone else. And now we um, we're bringing to you unmuted the growing pains that we've gone through and we've grown through. Now we want to help and pull others to get through. And I present to some and I read, you know, introduce to others unmuted. Um, thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate you. Thank you. Please like, please comment, share it. It doesn't, even if unmuted is not for you, it may help someone else that you know, you never know. So it doesn't take but a second to share. So please share. Um, sharing is caring. All right. So first we want to get started. Now that we have the introduction out there and you know a little bit about um, what's going on, I can see your comments. Uh, from different platforms. So please, please, please talk to us. You know, we like to go back and forth. I do have a special guest on tonight. I'm going to bring him out shortly. Um, let's see who we have. Hey, um, hey, Nardo, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate Oh, I thank you so much for tuning in. Um, uh, every night, our pre every Sunday night, as much as you can, I really appreciate it. All right. So getting started with this new segment I like to call, um, let's talk about. So let's talk about, I want to talk about something local. I want to talk about something statewide. And I want to talk about something national because we have local crises and sometimes they get overlooked. And we have state crises and sometimes they get a bit overlooked. But we want to keep unmuted relevant. We want to keep unmuted relevant to what's going on, what's going on in the now. Right now, some of the local topics that we are dealing with, one thing that we are really dealing with here in the, in the city of Montgomery, Alabama, is the, the, the shootings and the, the death rate. It is ridiculous right now. I try not to watch the news. I'm really not a big news person, but I do have the WSFA app and I can select what it is that I actually want to, to, to read up on. And I try not to get into too much of that. But one of the things, uh, one of the articles that caught my attention was seven homicides in nine days. Now, this was about a week and a half ago, and we've had a few more since then. This, you know, mortality rate, the shooting, the, the, it is really getting out of hand. You know, our young people are not learning and they don't know how to deal with certain situations. You know, they don't deal with things the way we deal. You know, we used to deal with things when we were growing up, you know, life happens to us all back in the day, you know, we might fight, but we live to fight another day. You know, now they have gunplay and, I think it takes all of us as a community 
all of us as a people, all of us as a culture. It, it takes all of us to, to come in and try to change the situation. It, one person can't do it. One community can't do it. It takes all of us to come in because this is this is a local crisis but it's not just a local crisis this is a statewide crisis not just here in the city of montgomery but you have other cities you have birmingham and you the rate is just high all over we're seeing you know we're seeing um police related deaths and we're seeing police related accidents there was an accident it was a, a some kind of shootout today I, I really didn't want to read up on it um i i just know i saw the alert and it's not just in our city but it is statewide as well we have to find a way to come together because it's not just you know one culture it's not just one ethnicity you know there are several there's hate towards all you know right now there's hate towards you know all different nationalities and we have to come together and learn you know not one person and one nationality is not better than the other and we all are here together we are in this city together we're in this state together we are in this country together we have to figure out a way to we have to figure out a way to come together solve our problems and overcome together because the very things that we're dealing with our youth are dealing with those as well and when they see us handling things wrong they handle situations wrong it takes us as adults to change and to learn from each other and learn to do better so that the generation that we're raising that we're bringing up can do better as well reach one teach one but it takes you you learn behaviors behaviors are learned i am a firm believer that behaviors are learned and when our children when they see us doing better i believe they'll want to do better but they're doing the same things that they you know that they teach hey felicia thank you for tuning in so i'm not gonna you know harp on that you know um you know too much but i do want to bring you know light to that because that's that is a, a local issue that we're having that is a state issue that we're having but that is a national issue that we're having as well and i want to make sure that we're bringing you know bringing those things to light all right so to this the start of this new um this new episode or this new season i had an idea for a series and the series is called black man thrive now let's talk about this because that doesn't mean that only it's only for blacks that's not what that means it does not mean that black men are the only prominent men black men are the only men that needs to thrive it doesn't mean that black people are the only people that should watch the show it doesn't mean that but with everything that's going on in our communities in our states in the world today i would like to bring another perception of the black man because we see so many tainted perceptions that this and this and everyone has their own perception of the black man and some may say this and some may say that but we often we often hear that we're losing a generation that the generation behind us that's, that's coming up right now we're losing them to you know to gun violence we're losing them that they're not at some of them are not as educated we know the prison um the over the prison overcrowding crisis we'll touch on that another time but 
it is those things are true so one of the things that i want to bring in with this new series and bringing in new guests is to put another perception out there of the black man and not just for the younger generation but for the generation in the right now see one of the things that i've learned is we have a generation that there are that's stuck we have, you know, men that are our age and not just black men, but, are, you know, but we have men that are our age, whatever your age may be. It's not just the younger generation that are stuck. They're stuck and they're they're mentally stuck. They're physically stuck. And that's causing them to be financially stuck. See, some of these men think because they have gone through you know, things in their past, they didn't have the silver spoon, so to say, you know, they didn't grow up with a silver spoon in their mouth, or, you know, they might have gotten into some trouble, and they might have gone to jail, or they may have gone to prison, or, you know, perhaps, you know, they came from whatever kind of background, maybe a broken home background, some of them think that, oh, maybe it's too late for me, because I had to overcome this, or I didn't have that, but I want to show men that, you can overcome there are men that are prominent in the very things that they're doing right now and all of them didn't come from the same background they are diverse backgrounds so i want to make sure that i bring in diverse background men that can show i did this or i came from here but i'm here right now and if i can do it you can do it as well all right so in just a minute i'm going to bring in my guest um for tonight um he is he's actually known um he's known in the city of montgomery uh i'm sure a lot of you all know him um I'm sure a lot of you all know him or, or have heard of him and maybe his sons as well, some of his daughter um, as well. I'm going to bring him in just a second. But before I do that, I want to make sure that I um, I spotlight um, someone. Now, as you all know, like last season, I was adamant on making sure I, you know, the apparel that I wear, I'm very strategic and um about what I wear on the show. And I want to make sure that I put people out there. Um, Cause I think that we should, we have to support each other. If it's going to grow, we should show support. If we want to support people to support us, we have to make sure that we're supporting other people and show that same love that we want. We have to show that to other people. So one of the things that I like to do, I might like to make sure that I rock someone's brand every Sunday on my show. One of my favorite people is Coolio. He comes through with the come through every time. Now his name is actually Eric Morris. His brand is Coolio um coolio collections now my top tonight is coolio collection this was custom for me um and he does that we have different um different apparels now i, I actually i had on a, a sweatshirt earlier before um i put this one on um it was coolio as well some of you have met if you watched the previous episodes you know that i've rocked his brand um i'm gonna give you his handles I may put them in a description box and so you can patronize them, go on his website. He can be found on Instagram, Coolio Collections. That's Coolio with a K, K-O-O-L-E-Y-O Collections, uh, Coolio Collections on Facebook. So you can find him on Facebook. You can find him on Instagram. And his email is Coolio, K-O-O-L-E-Y-O Collections at Gmail. Um, let me see. I, mean, I can take a picture of this and 
wouldn't do y'all any good but it'll pull up his website i'll get the website and make sure that i drop everything in the comments for you uh when it goes on youtube i'll make sure i put it on youtube as well all of the links and everything but um you can check out his website you can check him out on instagram and i think in the button he has it in his bio where you can check out he has a new exclusive brand or line that's about to drop he is uh, so fly now i will show you all the shoes that i'm rocking i got some um some stilettos strapped up stilettos that's actually um um complimenting the shirt and what i have on with the shirt but he does i like to you know do a little razzle dazzle and always support so if you know someone that has a brand um i would please feel me feel free to put it in the comments or you know put it in the uh in our messenger uh send it to us and i like to patronize you know, I'm not saying you got to give me anything for free. I like to patronize. Love is what love does. Support goes a long way. All right. So now that I put Coolio out there and we got our apparel out, what we're doing and I've done the intro, I want to get right on into tonight's topic, the series Black Man Thrive. I'm going to introduce and bring into you my guest for this evening. His name is Attorney ny's taylor that is ny's taylor llc the law office of ny's taylor llc is his business and i'm going to bring him in right now um i do believe that um even though i'm introducing him i'm going to allow him to tell you more about himself because no one can talk about you better than you can talk about you because you know you better than anybody else all right all right hi how are you i'm well let me see i can't hear you maybe it's see. me can you hear me hello hello can you hear me okay i can't hear you can you hear me yeah i can hear you you can hear me i can't hear you let's see hey hello okay i can't hear him he can hear you me can't hear? but i can't hear him okay you okay so michael says thank you michael says okay so you all can hear him but i can't hear him okay so that's gonna be that'll work okay uh, let me have those. All right. I'll tell you what we're going to do. All right. Talk to me. Can you hear me? Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Thank you for, um, first of all, thank you for, um, for agreeing to the show. No problem. All right. So I want you to introduce yourself a little bit to um to the people, let them know who you are, you know, um about yourself, not just being an attorney, but the things that you do in the community. Well, um like you've already said my name is Anwar S Taylor Sr. I actually have um I say I have five kids because I have four biological and a stepchild I raised since she was one. Um uh, and I'm very proud of my children. 
I have my oldest daughter. She's in law school. My son is in pre-med at Howard. And my two boys play football at Catholic. Um, my 17-year-old, I'm hoping he decides to do something with his life. But we haven't. We still got to get there. Um, I um, coach football. I've coached high school. Started, um, helped start a little league team, Montgomery Dolphins, in which I always represent my Dolphins. Uh, and I've coached there for many years. Uh, you know, and I'm an attorney. But I like to say, people ask me, "Hey, what you do?" I always say I'm a coach. Like, I respect being an attorney. I worked hard for it, but my passion is football. Uh, let's see, as far as beginnings, I mean, I don't know how, how much you want me to share, but, uh, you know, I am I was raised in um, Miami, Florida. Uh, went to the University of Florida for my undergrad. Uh, then my ex-wife at the time, she's a pharmacist, so we went to Atlanta for her to go to pharmacy school. And after she finished pharmacy school, I went to law school. So, and here I am. Very nice. All right. So <clears throat> you talked about, um, so we're going to touch as much as you want to. We're going to mm-hmm. touch on um, the ex-wife, um, the bouncing back, you know, from that because we want to be a little bit transparent so individuals will know that I can still do this. Aside from going through this life situation, I can I can overcome that. Um, you talked about being a coach, um, starting a, a little league team. I want to talk a little bit about that. But first and foremost, let's start from um, you. You were raised in Miami. That is a a different culture. So the things that you had to overcome, the things that you dealt with, you know, as a a young man growing up in a particular background to get you to where you are right now. Let's talk about that. Okay. Um, Well, like I say, um, raised in Miami uh, at the time, my life was about I wanted to be the next you know, dope pusher or the next, you know, big time man with the jury and uh, and all that. Uh, and actually have an older brother that went to jail for something he didn't do. Um, and that made me decide that I wanted to go into law because at the time I felt like he didn't receive the justice that I just, we everyone knew that he was going to receive, but he didn't get it. So that sort of made me, that put the spark for law. But like I said, I wanted to be a street guy. I wanted to be what everybody else, you know, everybody else was. And it took, once I started playing football and getting exposed to that and having people in my, li- in my life that actually cared about me, um, it changed everything. Uh, you know, I grew up in a single parent home. I mean, I probably saw my father maybe one time my entire life. Um, And it took having a man to actually care about me and and guide me to make me understand that, hey, there's more to life than the street life. All right. So 
Now, you said something that really sparked my interest. You said you wanted to be, uh, you thought you wanted to be a drug dealer. Which we deal with a lot of that right now. You know, the street life, the fast life. the That's what a lot of, you know, kids are gearing towards these days. You know, they want that fast money. What caused you to change? Uh, like I said, um, I have a brother, my oldest brother, um, actually went to jail um, for something that he didn't do. Um, and I saw that he didn't get justice because everyone knew, the whole world knew that he didn't do it, but yet he still got found guilty. And it was because he had, at the time, I, you know, horrible representation, um, someone that really didn't care about him as an individual or fight for him. And that made me decide that, you know, people need to be represented and someone need to care about individuals. Uh, and that sort of got the, the spark going uh, for me to want to go into law. So because you saw firsthand what he dealt with, that changed your mind. Yeah. Okay. So now... So in, in going down that path, that shaped your mind. How does that affect you when you're um, raising your sons and raising your daughters, particularly your sons, because you're raising black men. You have one that is in Harvard, correct? Howard. 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 How does that shape you changing uh, their mentality and what they want to do? And then I want to talk about, you know, what you deal with, even in your own in your own business, with you being an attorney and how, you know, how that shapes your mentality into helping others because you knew what happened even in your own family. Yeah. Um, when it comes to my kids, OK, growing up without a father figure or a father in my life, um, I had, I was determined to break the cycle. I was determined to be that father for my children that I never had. Um, I, you know, I've sort of broke a lot of norms. You know, like most families, they'll reward their kids for making good grades and things like that. And I tell my kids all the time, I'm not rewarding you for something you're supposed to do. Um, and I felt that in order for me to be a positive figure for them, I would have to attain things that would push them to do better as well. So I tell them all the time, you know, hey, don't come to me with a high school diploma and think that I'm impressed. Don't come to me with an AA and think that I'm impressed. Don't come to me with a BA and think that I'm impressed. You want to impress me? Come with a doctorate. And it's not to say that anything wrong with those. It's just I require or I push my kids to attain the highest level that they can. And if if you want to break the cycle, your children should always do better than you. You know, I always push for them to to attain things that I've never attained. But the only way that, that can happen is if I'm that father figure and there for them and and be that person that they can look up to and say, hey, he did it. I can do it. You know, which sort of leads to why I got into the youth stuff um, as well, because I want to be that person for a lot of kids. 
Exactly. I like what you said there when you said um, you were, you want them to do better than you. I often tell, you know, that that's in my house. That's what I tell my son. Um, he has to go. It doesn't matter how many degrees I have. He has to go higher than me. You have to be better than me because the standard has to be set. So for every degree that I get, he has to do better because we are breaking cycles. We are breaking generational curses. Now, another thing, and I take notes. So I want you to know, because I like to come back and make sure I take notes and little tidbits to kind of summarize the show at the end. Um, you said growing up with no father. So you grew up in Miami, Florida. You grew up with no father. You are now an attorney you have you know you you have come from a background where you saw your brother go to jail for something that he didn't do and you are now an attorney let's talk about that because with everything that happened in your past you still made it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of people can't get past the the broken household, the broken home, the no father. What pushed you in that area? Uh, you know, I had a very, I have a very strong mother. That's first of all. Like it was it's four of us. I have two older brothers and one younger sister. And when I say my mom is crazy, that's a crazy lady. I'm to this day I'm still afraid of that woman. And I'm grown, <laughs> but um, it, and it's it's different when you have a male figure around, and that's where football came in at. But um, getting tired of living that way, growing up without shoes to wear or food, consistent food, got to go on the street and beg or do something wrong in order to survive. You know, I I said you know when I was a child that you know. When I'm an adult, I'm not gonna live that way, and I refuse for my kids to ever feel that, you know. I and it's 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 funny because I had a conversation with a friend of mine one day, and I explained that, you know, growing up, I felt like I didn't have, I call it a light, you know, it's like that innocence in your head, that that brightness of you got a bright future or things of that nature. Like it, I was very dark, and when I look at my kids, they have that light. You know, and, you know, they may be naive to things and that's fine. That's I mean, they are kids. They supposed to, you know, they, they supposed to live a certain lifestyle. And that's probably what I'm most proud about is that they don't know what it is to grow up the way I did. You know. You said tired of living that way and they don't know what it is to grow up the way you did. 
oh, the conversations in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Because we don't want our children to have to go through the things that we went through. Um, We don't want them to have to deal with the growing pains that we went through. But at the same time, we don't want to stunt their growth. Right. Because sometimes you can give them too much mm-hmm. and shelter them so much that it hurts them uh, when life starts to happen. How do you find that balance in raising your children, but not just your children, because you're helping to raise other children because you're a coach. Those you have an impact on other children's lives because some of them may not have a father, and you know what that's like to grow up like you know, grow up like that. So, how do you find that balance? What do you use to help those? And even in your own home, when you're having the conversations, like you know, I went through this, but you're not going to, but I'm I'm trying to teach you even though you didn't have to go through this or you're not going through what I went through, I still want you to know, even when they turn the deaf ear, because sometimes they don't want to hear it, you know, how do you find that balance? How do you, what's your strategy? Well, there's no strategy. Number one. (laughs) Uh, I like to say I have true tailors in my house, right? They all, they are, they, they, they get it true. And that's the old saying, they get it true. so I, I am a very stubborn person. I'm a very headstrong person. Um, I'm very, you know, I'm a, I'm going to do it the way that I feel is the proper way of doing it, whether anybody likes it or not. Um, so they have a lot of that in them. Um, and it frustrates me to no end when I'm dealing with my kids. But I have come to the conclusion that I have instilled in them what I want them to have. Um, I will do everything I can, but once they get to a certain point of independence, then I step away. Don't call me unless you absolutely need me. Even with my my daughter, she's the worst. You know, the girls are horrible. But my um, daughter that's in law school, I promise you, she calls me for every little thing and it drives me crazy because I tell her all the time I have not raised someone that keeps constantly depending on me. For the littlest things. So, you know, uh, I try to provide for them everything I can, but at the end of the day, I let them live. They have to make their own mistakes. They have to live their own lives. They have to do things, and I just have to be there to clean up the mess as much as I can at the same time, continually guiding them, continually talking to them, saying, hey, you need to make this choice, try to make that choice. But at the end of the day, it's your choice. You know, it's even with my son Trenton. You know, I feel like God has given him talent and abilities that he refused to to um, use, in my opinion. So I say, hey, it's your life, it's your choice, you know, but you're not you're not coming here. You're not staying here. So you need to make a decision with your life. And that's all I can do. <laughs> so. So now that's hard for a parent. That is hard for a parent to kind of pull their hands, you know, away, you know, 
to to teach them and for and allow them to grow because when mm -hmm. they're younger i mean we're, we're both in that same stage we both i mean you have you know you've already done you know you've had some up before him but we're both in that stage with with the senior parent and we want the best for them um we see potential in them. We know what they can do, but allowing them to find it on their own, that's a hard thing. You know, that's a really hard thing. It's hard, you know, and, and, and um, I tell Trenton all the time that- You said uh, something. You were tired of having to do something wrong to survive. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. You deal with that a lot in your line of work. Um, even with parents trying to clean up the mess, as you said, you know, you allow them to do, you know, and then you have to clean up the mess. So that's what we do as parents. You know, how how do we not enable? How do we, you know, know what we should and shouldn't do and when we're doing too much? because we don't want to cripple them and a lot mm -hmm. of parents don't understand that they're crippling children mm -hmm. how do you draw that line you know and not just as a parent but professionally because these parents and people come to you when their children have gotten in trouble or these men have gotten in trouble um these young men are going to grow up to be adult men and they're going to be in situations that can completely you know, transform their life. They mm -hmm. may get through it, they may get over it, or they may get stuck. We have a mm -hmm. lot of them stuck right now. So how do you, what should we do to guide them through the process to get where they need to get? Uh, I think that um, all you can do is provide them with someone that they can look up to and try to live your life and whichever way you you deem is the proper way of living it or make whatever decisions you need to make and hope that you've raised your children to to do things a certain way for instance like i say uh you know my kids are used to seeing me wear tie you know i have taught them how to tie their ties uh they love when they dress they love when they have to put on a button-up shirt um, and they, they really think they look good or whatever. And, and that comes from being around, seeing a man do that. You know, I tell my kids I love them that, you know, they they have to know that a man is, is willing to be vulnerable with them. You know, mama can't do it all. Um, so and that was th those, those were things that I missed growing up. You know, I had two, like I said, two brothers. One was in the street. One was playing football. Um, so I didn't have that 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 father figure or that male, you know, at the time that really instilled some things in me that I, you know, and and, and to be honest, I think that affected my marriage because you don't know how to be a husband or be in a marriage 
if you've never been shown it or taught it or seen it, you know, so you, you grow, you, you, you're teaching yourself a lot of things. Um, but either way, um, so when it comes to kids, you know, you have to just be a, a good example for them uh, as best as you can. But at the same time, you're going to live your life the way you see fit. You know, I tell my kids all the time, I can't wait for y'all to be gone. I'm going to live. Uh, so <laughs> all you can do is just show them something better and hope that they latch on and take the baton and run with it. That's it. Yes, you you do say that. You 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 are ready. <laughs> so, so I want you to um I kind of want you to talk, you know, to that man right now. Um we're going to shortly wrap it up, but I want you to talk to that that young man or that man that is your age that feels like because he's gone through a divorce because he might have gone to prison because he has um because life has happened to him give him what you think he would need right now to overcome and to come out of that situation as a black man what do you think men need to hear right now to overcome, to help pull them out? Uh, I think that everyone needs to know that, first of all, there is no obstacle that you can't overcome. That's number one. If you, if you decide to put in the work one step at a time, one, put one foot forward at a time, you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. There, there are, I call workarounds. You know, yes, the laws are set up to to keep you in certain places, but you have other means of getting things done. For instance, you have expungements, you have pardons, you have uh, it's so many avenues that you can use to clear yourself of whatever you've done in the past and move forward. Trust me, I'm no angel. I I doesn't I don't act to be an angel or act like I'm an angel, but. I made a decision and I ran with it. But once you've made that, once you've made that decision, you got to stick with it. You can't fall back to your old trends. You can't fall back to your old crew. You can't fall back to living a certain lifestyle that you're used to, to living. You got to be prepared to struggle. You know, you got to be prepared to have those those nights where you can barely eat. <laughs> you know, but without sacrifice, there's no glory. So. You know, it, it's just a mindset. We have to change our mindset. And I believe that as black people, we just need to change our mindsets. You know, we can't walk around and think it's okay to see a young man with his pants hanging down and don't say anything to him. You know, anyone I walk by, hey man, you know, that, that is not cool. Can you put, you need to put your pants up, put your belt on, you know, mm -hmm. get yourself together because not only are you representing me, you're representing your kids and you're representing their kids. So, you have to we we just have to change our mindsets you know the things that are cool and we see on social media on tv you know that's that where it's that's where it belongs but you as an individual you have to have some morals you have to have some standards um and you have to you know walk around and hold yourself accountable 
for yourself first before you can even impact anybody else. Um, so I would say, um, you know, decide what you want to do, acquire a goal, and work towards it. You know, one of my favorite sayings, um, you know, I, I always say, uh, plan your work and work your plan. <laughs> Simple as that. And uh, I, I think that if if we do that, you know, no matter how small it is, we got to be okay with small goals. You can't have the big goal. I want a million dollar house. What? No. Let's start with, I want a house, you know, one, two bedrooms. Let's start with something. Always have something to start with and then work your way up. Okay. I'm taking notes over here so I can <laughs> come back and use this. Absolutely. Uh, work the plan. Plan to work and work the plan. Um, sacrifice without sacrifice, no glory. Those are definitely needed. We have a comment um, that I just pinned. Um, it says, men need to hear that it's okay to express themselves. It's okay to cry. Know that they have someone to listen to them and not be ashamed of their past. Men need to know that everyone is not here to stab them in the back. I agree with that 100%. Sometimes men, you know, oftentimes men tend to hold things in and don't so show that emotional side. And when you don't release, you get in your own head and that can that can take you down when you get in your own head and stuck in your own self and not releasing those emotions, mm -hmm. your, your mind plays tricks on you. Um, mm -hmm. So I mm -hmm. absolutely agree that uh, men need to be able to express, have a safe place. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to thank you for, um, thank you for coming on. I mean, and it was a quick work. Um, uh, Major shout out to Mr. Stringer. Um, please keep his family in prayer. Please keep him in prayer. But I want to thank you so much for coming in on the show tonight.